Thanks for listening to the Dr. Drew Podcast on Podcast One. What's it like for you watching games of your son coaching? Agonizing. It's a family affair on Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast. You know, I didn't know there was actual work here. <laughs> Recent guests include Rich Eisen, Judge Judy, John Harbaugh, and the Sklar brothers. That was definitely a great moment to tell our parents, hey, we're not going to go to law school. We're just going to go ahead and do a job we could have done out of high school. Thanks for paying Thanks for, for, paying for college. <laughs> Exclusively on Podcast One Sportsnet. Get episodes every Tuesday at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to Dr. Podcast. What's up, Mike? I'm all banged up, Doc. What's the matter, dude? I what got happened? fucking issues. Well, you do well. That but Andrew banged up. I'm banged up, and I got issues, Doc. I, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. The book is called. You make me feel relaxed. You got a relaxing voice. That's good. That's good. Do you have a relaxing presence as well as a relaxing voice? Relaxing or? voice, relaxing presence. Voice. You'd rather just listen to my voice and look straight ahead and not look at me, right? That's a little better. I'm just asking. You can do whatever you want. I feel like if I if 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 I listen to your voice and look at you at the same time, I might cry. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be good. Uh, this book has balls, sports rants from the MVP of MVP of Talk and Trash. Available hardcover, ebook, audiobook, all at Amazon. It's been out since October 24th. Also, check out the podcast, I Am Rappaport, Stereo Podcast. And uh, have I, am I up on that yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. All right. We're saving you. This week, you're coming. Okay, good. Uh, you website. came to the home turf. I did. I loved being there. It was fantastic. I am Rappaport.com. At Michael Rappaport is the Twitter handle. And so you got issues. I'm all fucked up. I got I got emotional about what was physical. Happening, all right, I'm, I'm putting my. I'm putting I, I, I need away. you. I need you. I need like I need a conduit here between you and I. I need like I need like your doctor's Rolodex of just like I need like a bronchial guy. Oh, you, uh, yeah. Okay, so tell people what I, that's what I, I'm going to tell you. What I'm going through with a doctor. So I have ulcerative colitis, right? right? So let me, I'm going to sort of. Parse it out for no problem. Too. So you see, ulcerative colitis is a classic inflammatory bowel disease. Your immune system attacks your colon, and literally it bleeds, and you get diarrhea. And some I people shit my pants. People <laughs> and some people have to get their colon removed. It puts you at risk for colon cancer, and it's it's one of these autoimmune diseases. So the treatments are kind of shitty too. And I've had it since real. I'm 16. And it often comes on young. Yeah. So 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 and, and Ashkenazi been, Jews get it. Too, Ashkenazi too. Jews get it, and, and, and I've had it uh, since I'm 16. And uh, you know I've had I'm in remission now. And you're because you were taking like Humira or something. All right? kinds of medicines. Yeah. This one, that one, this one, that yeah. one. But I'm in remission now. So 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 one thing that's happened. One of these medications that I've literally been taking for twenty something years called Asacol. A S A C O L. Yeah, which is kind of an aspirin like drug. It's, it's pretty harmless. Well. I've been taking it, and then the insurance went up to – so now if, if I take it for the month, it's literally like $1,300. That's insane. There's no generic version? There's got to be a generic. There, that, that is the generic version. Thir- the, the insurance doesn't cover it anymore. That's insane. $1,300. So the first month I was like, fuck it, because it just happened so quickly. That's so crazy. I didn't have any idea Ascol was that expensive. Crazy. You got any hookups for that, like street? street? Uh, not street so much. What you do is call the drug company and tell them. You go, look, I've got a public platform. I want some compassionate use here. What can, what can you give me? They probably only give you like six months, though. Uh, no, because like a public the platform ain't going anywhere, assholes. So what do you got? I want like a fucking box. So they like, give you a know box. what's crazy? Like like celebrity, like I could probably get like a, like a lifetime supply of a water, but I want a lifetime supply of the Asacol. I know. It's hard. And it's funny that the Asacol is called Asacol, and I use... Anyway, 
Okay, listen, <laughs> it's for your ass. I understand yeah. that. Okay, so 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 thirteen hundred bucks for that. Yeah, and I did it for two months. And 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 the the the, the reason why I'm asking this is, doctor protocol. Mm. Now you're an unusual doctor. Okay, so I got this guy. Your gastroenterologist. Yeah. yeah. And this fucking guy acts like he's uh, the Pope or something to get him on the phone. You know, you speak to him. I was on the phone with him the other day, and his assistant's like, oh. I'm like, listen, I don't have any more medicine. She's like, well, I could call in more medicine. I don't want to call in more medicine. I don't want to. I got to switch medicines. Mm. I need to speak to the doctor. Oh, well, he'll call you back. Okay. So first time he calls me back, I, I, I'm a big fucking person too, doc. I actually was on the podcast. I, I, I'm, I'm recording my own podcast. And doctor calls me. I'm not going to say his name. Can't take it. I'm recording the podcast yeah. here, doc. Yeah. Half hour later, I try to call him back. Impossible. Next day, I call the lady. She's like, oh, I go, listen, lady, I got, I got issues. You know, it's weird to me. When, These doctors are hard to get a hold of. When I don't call somebody back or I, I get a request for a call back, I get anxious if I don't talk to you them. You should. Yeah, it makes me feel bad if I haven't gotten to them. But do you think in general these doctors, like, they give you the old, uh-uh? No, they're just sort of overwhelmed. And so they hire assistants and things like that. <laughs> this is the problem. We I have, mean, look at my assistant. I got him. I got him on the cheap. I, I, <laughs> clearly. And so, <laughs> and so and so these uh, here's what happens is we've set up a medical system that is going to create a situation where doctors have to see so many patients that you're not going to get to a doctor. You're going to be seeing what are called physician extenders. That's the system we've created. And so you got to see the nurses, the nurse practitioner. The I, I, I bully them. I, but I'm just saying you're not going to see a doctor. It's, just not, it's just the way it goes. Wait, I'm and not going to see a doctor? Or- nobody is. It, the, David, uh, the LA Times writer wrote an article thing that uh, each doctor should supervise 25 or 50 nurse practitioners. I'm like, are you kidding? I couldn't read all those records every day, let alone ever make a callback because here's what happens. We are, we are three levels back. We have all these physician extenders, and everyone always goes, I got to talk to the doctor. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you don't get to. Not anymore. That's well, not the system we've created now. Well, we've created well, the well, system where you don't get to do that. At 47 years old. But I I still call always, always, always. At, at, at forty-seven, and 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 have been going through doctors literally since I'm sixteen. Yeah, I'd say in You've the last seen the change, right? I've seen the change, yeah. and in the last year, I said, you know what? Don't you're not giving me the running around. I'm who are you? That's right, and I'm rude to them. Who are you? I'm a, I, okay, I don't give a fuck. Where's the fucking doctor? He don't have a cell phone? You call him a horse tooth monkey? I didn't call her a horse tooth monkey, but I'm like, no, don't give me any bullshit because, number one, I need the medication. Number two, I'm going to start, like, when I have ulcerative class, when it flares up, it's real. All right, so let me, let, me, let me give you some advice. You don't need to talk to the doctor. You need the doctor to look at your record and make a recommendation to the assistant for medication change. And then but try because that. there's there's like the last time I talked to this guy, he's like, there's three different medica- this this medication yeah. change is a little trickier it than another. It is a little tricky, but now I could just go over there and do. I just don't like. You know what? I don't like this doctor. I don't uh, like this doctor so because I resent guy. him now because he put me on that we'll fucking somebody else. He put me on the Remicade and the Humira, and it ruined my system. Mm. Now, I might get a coughing attack here to prove to your listeners, you saw me do it, you saw me in action, and that was just just nothing. So what happens is he takes this this immune-suppressing drug that made him unable to fight off certain pulmonary bacteria, and he got this horrible infection, he got bronchiectasis or bronchiolitis or something, and now you have this chronic cough, and you're wheezy, and good times. But didn't I listen to your lungs? They sounded pretty good. No, you didn't do an actual listening of my lungs. Like, I mean, did I not have a I didn't have my stethoscope. You didn't have your stethoscope. Oh, okay. What is a stethoscope? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's in my but, car now, Gary. Do you, Gary, go get the guy's yeah. stethoscope. Yeah, come on. He's getting it. Can, can you get get his stethoscope? I thought I listened to you. I could have sworn. 
Here you go. Gary's going to do it. Gary. Hold on. Gary's coming here. Relax. I, I just want my... I wa- I, you need the car. I mean, if like, I want to see, like, just listen to my lungs, hear what's going inside, going on inside. Yeah, here. I'm fucking struggling, man. I'm fucking struggling. My wife wants you to listen to my lungs. Well, don't you have a pulmonologist? I got a pulmonologist. He's good. Okay, well, it's I'm it's, struggling. I'm all fucked up. Well, what's going on emotionally? That seems to be the bigger problem here. Uh, emotionally. What's going on? I think I'm, I actually think for the first time in my life. That I might be working too much. I oh. think I actually need a break. Huh. What does that mean, working too much to you? I, 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 I've never said that before. What, I, does that, what does it mean? What does that mean? Why do you feel that way? What does it too mean? Too much working, too much going, too that much. I mean, is it travel or is it Too hours? much travel, too much talking, yeah. too much just everything. How many hours a day are you working? It's not so much the hours. I mean, I'm working a lot of hours. I mean, the last two weeks, I put in hours. Like, talking about 12 hours a day, 14 hours Oh, 12 hours, hours yeah. Okay. And right, full so on. for reals. But, but when I'm going, Doc, like, I'm going. Like, I like, notice you have a motor. I have you a motor. You don't slow down. Yeah. I don't slow but, but I slow down in real life, but when I'm going, I'm going. Like, so, yeah. like, this is me, but, like, I'm here. It's the, it, 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 it's the Dr. Drew show. Like, so I'm not going to be, like, one of these people. Like, you're not interviewing Marlon Brando. So no, you're bringing like, it. You bring it. You perform. So, so, yeah. so, so I actually feel like I need a break. Like I, I, I feel, I feel What's like preventing you from taking one. Just schedule. I'm going to get one yeah. soon. So soon one is coming. And, and, and you have, you have kids, two kids, how old are they? 15 and 17. They're fine. Yeah, they, but they, that's work too though, right? You got to get put out for them. You gotta, they're, they're with their mom a lot these days and, and they're 15 and 17. It's, it's not the same thing as boys, girls. I forget. Boys. It's <laughs> good sports and stuff. No. All right. I, I, like the hard part. Knock on wood is done in terms of the 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 day to day ground impact. No, I know what you mean. They they rather be around their buddies and or whomever in high school than you. One of them's driving. Sure. You know, I don't have to you know, make your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day and cut the corners. Wait, they're 18, 17 and what? Seventeen and fifteen. Okay, so soon driving. Good. Because every day when when they were younger with the goddamn peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and then and then you you, you don't want the crust. Yeah, I got to spend the extra fucking ninety seconds cutting the crust. That's a pain in the ass, Doc, every single your, day. Uh, the Upper East Did Side, New York. Did my mom cut the crust? Are you fucking kidding me, Doc? My father gave me $3.50. I either got a That's slice of money. pizza. That's big money. Or, 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 two, or two hot dogs. There was no cut the crust. There was no cut the crust. There was no... There was no um, uh, um, there was no lunch pail. There was no mom making the food. They didn't make the food. They sent me on my way, and 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 they just you know hoped and prayed I made it back at three thirty. That was it. This is the seventies in New York City. There's no you up in the hundred twenty. Where were you? Seventy ninth Street, oh, New York Avenue. Right. But I walked to school. Back then. Yeah, yeah. But in the third grade, I was taking the bus from York Avenue all the way to West End Avenue because I got kicked out of the third grade. For disruptive behavior, but this is in the Wait, 70s. You, you had to go all the way across town to the West End? To, to all the way to the, to, from the furthest east to the furthest west by myself on the bus. There was no cut the crust. Here, take this $3.50. Get yourself a fucking roast beef sandwich. What's the craziest situation you ever got yourself None. in? None. This is nothing. Who's going to kidnap me, Doc? Seriously. Know, it's, you know. Who would kidnap me? They'd return it. Oh, I'm sorry, Gary. It's it's in the I should have known, told you. <laughs> it's in the car door, you know, sort uh, of, it's uh, literally one of the few places yeah, I didn't yeah. want. Be right back. Yeah. And no one would kidnap me, Doc. So Not on the driver's side. So I mean so to 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 just so so to tell you, I mean, so yes, it was tumultuous. It's fine. I mean, I, I think I balance things good when I'm home, I'm home. We discussed the other day the phone addiction. I have a I have an addiction to my phone. Yeah, yeah. that's that, and that stresses you out too, right? 
I, I was thinking about that today when I was compulsed to go look at it. I was like, oh, I just don't. Did you think about me? I didn't think about me. I, you, I thought about how shitty I am and just looking at my phone for no good reason. It's just like, ah, oh. it's terrible. Whatever else I'm feeling just gets feels worse. Everything feels worse when you do that. It's it's not good. Are you depressed? No, I don't think I'm depressed. I think I'm happy. Oh, do I seem depressed? Yeah, a little. bit. I do a little bit. Fuck. I seem depressed. Well, I was, I was thinking if you're sick and you're coughing and you feel shitty, it's but hard I, it's not like to be depressed. A, but you know what, Doc? The coughing is is I'm so used to See, physical stuff. Now, God, now listen. In all honesty, my physical stuff is is it's 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 not great, but I, 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 things could be way worse. Oh, oh, of course, it could. You Do could me. have colon cancer. All right, we're gonna listen to you. I'm gonna listen to. Michael's chest right Check now. I, I need to get under this stuff. So. Please, Doc. You, you want me to take my clothes no, off? No, no, I'm no, no, get no, nude. no, Relax, relax. Keep it on, dude. I'll get naked Big if you breath. want. <gasps> no, I'm just... <laughs> Keep going. <sighs> it seems pretty dry right now. Uh, that's kind of shitty down here. You can hear it. Oh yeah. That are you serious? Yeah. Is this not a? Is this the real thing? Yes. This isn't a prop. No, you need to. You need to see your pulmonary guy for sure. That that. I mean, if I had heard that, I would put you on some inhalers. Do you take inhalers? I took an inhaler that was working, Doc. I'm going to tell you something. I took an and inhaler. Some antibiotics because it sounds it sounds and and with some some somebody's got to like like do what's called pulmonary toilet on you. You know what that Beat is? Beat the shit out of you, right? And, and, and use gravity. And you know a guy that does that? Like, where can I go to do that? You can get a visiting nurse to do that, that kind of thing. But uh, you teach your wife to do it. All, all you do, all you do is like hang your head off the edge of the bed and cup your hand and just, 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 fuck, just wail on oh, the spot right there. I like it. Right? And uh, inhaler oh. and antibiotics. Well, around, I, so. I'll tell you, my doctor, the pulmonary guy, Dr. Wolf, I like him. He He's good and he gave me an inhaler and everything was gone. Yeah. Everything was gone with the coughing. Did you have asthma as a kid? I've had asthmatic symptoms. I've never been diagnosed with actual asthma. As a kid. As a kid. So I think that's coming back. Yes, but listen to this. Yeah. So he gave me an inhaler and antibiotics. Everything was gone. A couple of weeks later, I start to feel like I have my my voice is like real hoarse, like this. It's like kind of hoarse, like this. You got yeast. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. uh, You know, like I, I extended my voice. Don't use your voice. Well, that's easy. Okay. Right. No, but I was able with, to do with, it. With what you do. <laughs> yeah. But I was able to like n- use it when needed. Yeah. Three, four days, doesn't go away. Five, six days, doesn't go away. Your I mouth go sore, cheeks, my, tongue my sore. My mouth sore. Yeah. So I, so I go to the doctor. He goes, you know, try this, try that, all this, th- all that. They're, they go the stethoscope, uh, the, the scope down yep. my nose. Wait, yep. That's a fun thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. What they see? What they see? They, I had yeast. I had uh, all this that's stuff. That's what I told you. So you were using Dulera or something? What were you using? I can't remember the name of the inhaler, but the inhaler- Was causing the yeast. Caused the yeast. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I can't fucking win. So well, Doc, literally a less six- strong, A little less strong. Or le- le- maybe use it less frequently or less long, lesser duration. Doc, I thought I was going to lose my voice. No. Six, seven, eight weeks. So you got on the- di- No voice. You got on the Diflucan, right? The Diflucan, yes. Yeah. But, but, but let me tell you something. I'm on a show right now called White Famous- the character's totally crazy. People think I'm doing a great job with my voice. I had no, like, they're like, yeah, that's crazy what you do with your voice. I'm like, I had no choice. Oh, no. Like, I'm literally, like, my voice is like that. Like, it's like a crazy person's voice. And I'm like, this was really the real deal. How'd the show do about the, the unusual kid that you were in? 
It's called like uh, Atypical. Atypical. It did well. Did it? That was it a good show. Well. Second season. Um, and that was Jennifer Jason Lee. Right? Jennifer Jason Lee. Who I, I've become like a massive fan of hers in her adult life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't really that aware of her when everyone else was. But since like Hateful Eight and stuff, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. so good. She's like, good. Crazy She's good. good. And she's I thought really she was great with you on yeah. this. She's good. She's and, and really like, I mean, I believe her when she's- She's you know, intense. It, yeah, right. She's intense. But she she was good to work with it. And um, she was fun. I mean, she was fun. I was a big fan of hers beforehand. Uh, I mean, literally, like she was always one of my favorite actresses. Wow! And 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 um, what a great thing for you. Yeah, it was cool. That feather in your cap. It was cool because yeah. uh, I I first saw her in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, of course. And um, you know, the the, the sex scene. Um, there's some part in the movie where so, something's happening where they're sexy and they're playing the Jackson Brownie Brown song. You got to be somebody's baby, and I swear to God, Doc, for almost every day on set, you hear that in, your in head. my head, I'm like, you got to be somebody. Did you sing it to her. Not yet. Oh, you weren't that <laughs> that comfortable around her. Yeah, this, was, that, this just, is not good. The more you let this go, the worse it's going to get. The longer it takes to break it. That's the other thing. The coughing? Yeah. See, so I, I'm betting you're afraid to go get the treatment because you're afraid of the yeast thing coming back. I but am. I know. Because I lost my voice, I doc. understand. He can either, A, treat you with the diflucan while he's using the inhaler or, B, use a less potent inhaler. Or give you corticosteroids, you know, systemically, something like mouth. They were trying to steroids. I mean, yeah. they, I, if you, I got you, my you, whole list, you'd be in. No, I, I got I some that, shit wrong with me, Doc. I get it. I know. And, and you're, you're like a classic – you're a medical patient. That's what we deal with as, you know, as internists, medical stuff. This is a medical thing. And <sighs> your left lower lobe sounds like it, – it sounds like shit, frankly. It needs a little bit of help. So let's get on that, okay? Yeah. I mean my I wife – And I hear too why the beyond the asthma they started talking about bronchiectasis because poppy and – it sounds like very small vessel breakdown in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean my, – uh, Airway rather. I wake myself up sometimes out of my sleep coughing. I'm sure. Right now. And how, how do you think – has it been that, like this? This has been – this has been – it's been <laughs> – it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Bef- when was the yeast thing? That was, that was like that was the last time you had control. July, over this. August right. was like no voice time. Okay, but then you had control of the wheezing, right, and the cough a little bit. I don't think I honestly. I have. I, there was a period of time where I stopped coughing, and then I lost my voice. Mm-hmm. And then when I lost my, I, I, I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. But right now, I, I have to go see the doctor. But I'm so over these fucking guys. I don't blame you. I just want a shot. I'll take a shot in the ass, a shot in the arm. I'll There's take some two shots. shots they can give you, but you, but that's sort of a actually a less sophisticated way to treat this. It is. Plus, there's something called allergic aspergillosis. I'm starting to worry about with you. But how long do you take that diflucan for? He's asking me like I could keep track. Like I mean, would you, I mean, I go, I I go to the doctor. I mean, with the, yeah. your poor assistant is he? Are you managing his medications too? <sighs> no. I've been telling him to get on. I mean, you kid. see it. You do? Do uh, I not go to the doctors? Or tell him though. It's driving me crazy. The coughing. He, yeah. No, it's it's like a it's like a I, four. He's had a cough for four years. Uh, but when he had it cleared up with the inhaler, how long was it cleared up for? That was the best yeah. I'd ever seen you. Yeah. It was it was probably a week uh. where it was like. Whoa, dude! This well, so maybe you want to get back on that inhaler with the diflucan again. So the yeast. Wait, is it, what out. is the diflucan again? Anti yeast. Jesus Christ! Something like that. That's pretty. That's a pretty harmless medicine. Listen, taking the risks of that is far less than the risks of these airways breaking down on you and becoming permanently problematic. How can you be my doctor? No, like, no if I wanted you, you to... I'm your friend. I don't be. I can't be a friend and a doctor. Do you think doesn't... if you were my doctor, it would, it would, it would, it would jeopardize our friendship? Yes. Like, do you yes. think you would? 
both not be my friend and then not be my doctor? Eventually, knowing you. <laughs> Eventually, both would get screwed up. <laughs> so, oh, shit, so, man. So I can be your friend and be advisor. Oh, right? I just need you to line me up to these guys, Let's, but I don't take any shit from these. I'll tell you something, Doc. Uh, I don't take any shit from their insistence anymore. I, I don't know, take I any. You. You're not going to fucking give me the old runaround anymore, you lady. Don't, you don't need to talk to the doctor. You need to change your medicine. You need to see the pulmonary guy. You need I'm going to just show up. Well, the pulmonary. You got to see that guy, and then you need to convey to the gastroenterologist that you need to change your medication and to do so. I'm right now on no uh, uh, ulcerative colitis medication. And, and so I'm, you have to make note of where every bathroom is just in case it gets no, going. No, I'll know when it's happening. Unfortunately, right now, and it's it's no joke. If, see, it's so rare, but people that have ulcerative – I only met one other person who had ulcerative colitis who was a friend of mine, and he's crazier than I am. You know, we had, we had like a <laughs> – I had a staff of like 18 people over at HLN. I think four of them had Crohn's. So weird. But Crohn's, see, Crohn's, is Crohn's, I don't know that there's a Crohn's difference. Crohn's is very similar. It's, it's clinically a little different, but it's the same thing stem to stern instead of just in the colon. Well, I don't wish it on anybody, man. I'm telling you. I, but I, I am going to write uh, my next book uh, after this book has ball sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. It's going to be a guide to bathrooms in the Los Angeles and New York City area because I can tell you where to go, what to say. Freeways. Free, freeway. Uh, yeah. Over where the mass, no problem. The mass pike. That's going to be my follow-up to this book has balls. Right, when you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. A lot of times that is not the case. People configure cars online only later to find out they are not available. Not with True Car. Of course, I'm talking about True Car. You get real pricing on actual inventory. This is not pricing offered by True Car, but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a True Car certified dealer. This is a carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive market price. Yeah, you know, and we talk about all the time. Using True Car, you can easily find the car you want. Next True Car, TrueCar.com or True Car app will show you what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. Over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. Over 3,000 True Car Certified Dealers are available nationwide. You will get to work directly with a True Car Certified Dealer that you may contact with. And True Car users are more likely to enjoy a faster, better buying experience when they contact a True Car Certified Dealer. And on average, you can expect to save over $3,000 off MSRP. Once you register, you'll see a real price on actual inventory. Hook up with that True Car certified dealer. Have a better buying experience. True Car, go to the truecar.com or True Car app. Do what I'm telling you. Right, let's take a quick call here. Uh, Hans, go ahead, buddy. 54, San Francisco. Hey, Dr. Drew. Long time, first time. Going back at least 20 years. Nice. Uh, love you guys. Thank you. Love you guys. Okay, um... Uh, I'm a full-time Uber driver. Uh, love what I do. Uh, work uh, six days a week, 12-hour days. Mm. Uh, that includes my commute to, to and from the North Bay. And uh, the Uber app, very slick. Uh, you know, you can see riders' feedback, compliments, uh, your rating, how much you're making, uh, you know, trip after trip after trip. And at, And earlier this week, I think one of the founders of Facebook – was made comment about uh, we know exactly what we're doing. We know how the mind works and the clicking and the uh, and and how that 
releases. Uh, he, he said you know, he what, what he said was hey, he Hans. Was, yeah. Hans, is this his yeah. name? Hans. Hans, yeah. Hans, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about, Hans? I know where he's going. I know where, he's where going. are you going with this what shit? What he's Hans? saying is what he's what saying. What the fuck <laughs> are you? What's, we're not doing a dissertation here. You're with the doctor here. What's your question? But, but I, I, I want. Uh, well, doctor, go ahead. Uh, what, what were you going to say? Uh, well, the, you, he read the article about how Facebook was was adversely influencing our minds and our soul. One it of the, is. One, one of the founders was the guy. It was in fact the guy that invented the like button. The the that was concerned and wasn't going to let his kids use it. And wow. you, And what you were sort of building towards is that something about the Uber app has got you hooked, right? Mm. Yes. And, and again, I I want to preface by saying I I love what I do. It's uh, and I hate, uh, this is in quotes, it's very addictive. And uh, so I work four weeks, you know, full-time, and then I, I, I feel my body uh, just needs to take, four, you know, three or four days off. And during the three or four days off, I get this kind of, I don't want to say depression, but, you know, kind of a, a guilt about that I'm not working. Yeah, I think that's more and, workaholism than the Uber app, I suspect. But wh- okay. what, were you, what did you do before Uber? Uh, truck driver, yeah, uh, local, yeah. local, and then uh, b- before that, uh, when I first started, well, even just after I started listening, to you guys, I was doing long haul, and uh, and then uh, you know I've been a single father for fifteen years, thanks to you guys, and uh, immersed myself in fatherhood, and uh, and that's what, that's what do you what do you find so absorbing and uh, gratifying about your work? Uh, because it's it's uh, immediate gratification that um, you, you could you know uh, the, the instead of structures uh, the first uh, Monday through Thursday uh, you get you do seventy five trips and you get you know two hundred fifty dollar bonus Friday Saturday Sunday you do seventy trips and you get another two hundred fifty dollar bonus and so you're you're, you're you, you watch your money accrue you're watching the the, the amount of trips. You know, you, you so it's sort of all. So you're, it feels like a little bit of a video game for you. Exactly. You, yeah, you're exactly. getting addicted to it. Yeah, I, I get yep. that, and, and, and it's and it's and the work is often that way. I mean, they, I get that it's sort of specifically that way when you have this app that feeds back to you, and people are giving you positive feedback. But you know, you're just prone to you know you have to control your hours. You have to set your priorities. It's hard. You, you ever had work? You right now you're talking. You're complaining about work. All the first time ever in my life. Yeah. First time ever in like I just need to like I never said that before. Do you feel like workaholic now? I don't. It's not some. I wouldn't say workaholic. I just feel like I need like a full week of nothing. Literally nothing. I I, I I'm workaholic big time. How many hours do you think you put in a week? I mean, you well, must when, be when busy. I, when man. I was bad, when I was bad, it was ridiculous. Like how much a day? Oh. 16 hours, no problem in a day. And then sometimes wouldn't sleep at night, take calls, go to the hospital, things like that, even at night and stuff. Just just ridiculous. And weekends off, I'd work eight hours each day. Weekends yeah, that's, off. That's no good. That was insane. That was insane. Do, do, let me ask you a question, Doc. Ugh, it's terrible. These these pads here, these these little spongy things on the mic, Yeah. what is this? Because I feel like I smell Adam Carolla's breath. That's this one. Is this your breath? I'm, I'm yeah, like, does I, Adam ever use that mic? Whose breath am I tasting? Well, I, I was on that one earlier. Because so I feel like mine. I'm making out is with it, you right now. Is it now. bad? I feel like my mouth is like in your mouth. It is, basically. <laughs> and, and, I, and I feel like you're coughing on my mic and, and, no, just, and soiling it. I, you can I'm, just take it off if you want. I, I'm pull- no. no. I mean, but it. I think, every, you know, like, you know, like, um, 
like when you go like a baseball player. Yeah. Like as a podcaster, you should bring your own. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like we should all start bringing our own that's, thing. I like that. What that's are they called? Great... Sponges, pads? Wind socks or wind something. Wind socks. Yeah. I think like we should bring our own wind socks. So um, I, I want to show you an email I got. Uh-oh. Um, I sent this. Well, first I'll show you the response. Here's the response. Right oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the email I said. You said he said, "Welcome to our world." You've talked to the people about being shamed by Howard. So yeah, I've not talked to this group yet, but <laughs> but um, I talked to Mike about it on his podcast. And uh, do you know about Obviously this? Obviously, got my balls. Do you know Gary? Do you know about this? Where I got my balls roasted on Howard Stern show? Well, I should have brought no, this I up heard. with Adam. I goddamn, why didn't I do that? But uh, but uh, Michael is going to help me with this. Yeah, you see what I wrote? You got to fucking fight fire with fire, man. <laughs> and then Robin piling on. Yeah, yeah. You, you tell him what happened, Doc. All right, so Gary, Chris, listen carefully. So my mom died recently, right? Which, which I, I made an issue of in this little no. He seemed to miss that too. They, gorilla, they, they, gorilla, yeah, monkey face, whatever. You, what do you call him? Gor- everything, everything, everything under the sun. Gorilla teeth. Come on, Gary, Gary, uh, Gary Delabate. Monkey mouth. So I, I, my mom died. So we're going through all the stuff in the basement, and I found this stack of mad magazines. Like, been sitting there for 50 years. You talked about that a little bit on A&D. Did I? Okay, I thought so. Talked about that portion. Yeah, and so they were like 1968, 1972. They were, they Should have sold them. Oh, I know. Shouldn't have fucking sent them stern. Uh, now I know. My wife wants Let's them back. Let's get them back and sell them. That's what my wife wants to do. And they were, they were ratty and dusty and authentic. They were, had patina on them. And uh, I really – I went – I wrapped them up in, in like uh, like butcher paper kind of thing. Nice. I went and I bought a card with a picture of a of – a, what's that What's that artist that has the, the corner the corner cafe with oh, the guy? Oh, oh, Wyatt, um, not Wyatt. Uh, no. Uh, oh, God damn it. <coughs> Help me, guys. I know you're talking yeah. about – Okay. I picked a nice picture of that. I did a handwritten letter. Getting yeah. Letter, uh, 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 Howard, I thought you might enjoy these. Enjoy them in good yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. I hope you, you know, hope you do. Edward Hooper? Ho- who, who, Hopper. 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 Where are you Sorry, from, man? Yeah, it's Hopper. Where are you from? Hey, man, I read, I'm reading quickly here, trying it, to get it, you guys the info. Sorry. It's Hopper. Thank you. Hopper. And, and he's, one of, he's a great painter. And Yeah, he's, I love his stuff. Uh, but he has that one famous painting, and that I think that painting was on this card. I think and, it's called uh, Nighthawks. Nighthawks? Nighthawks. Boom! Yeah, that's what I'm talking I know about. my fucking that's what I'm art. talking about. I know my shit. Cy Tuolumne. So, um... Next day, I figure I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited. I'm waiting to hear what he says in response to this gift I left for him. By the way, I was going to bring him on the after show, and I, I brought them in my suitcase from Los Angeles because I knew I was doing the wrap-up show. Yeah. Forgot him. Forgot to even say anything about it. So I went back the next day. They, of course, wouldn't let me up. They wouldn't I, let you in the building? No. So I, I waited. I happily waited down there. I saw John Hine, so I grabbed him. And I said, please give these to, you know, to Howard. He said, okay, I'll do so. And I listened the next day. I thought, oh, this is kind of – I wonder what he thinks of this. And he 20 minutes of just busting my balls. How <laughs> dare I give him these ratty old – What am I going to do with these? What am I going to do with these? I'm going to send Drew my old Chinese food from last night. I'm going to send him my toilet paper after I work my, my ass and wrap it up and send it to him. <laughs> I was crushed. I was absolutely crushed. <laughs> Why do you think it's funny? I was oh, crushed. So it was sad. such a sad. It's terrible. It was a nice gesture. It was really sad. Yeah. Robin piling on. She piled on. on piling and, then I, on. and then the rest of the animals, they, they weren't in, involved? They, not so much. I heard they were talking about it in the wrap-up show, but right, I didn't hear the, what. Did they talk to you about it on the wrap-up show? Did they, they talk about it on the I wrap-up show? I heard they show? did, but I don't know what they said. You got to get recon. You got to get who? recon. From you who? Just, you might have missed it because you know the, the wrap-up show, <clears throat> it doesn't re-air, but... You, I know. I, I, I got to call uh, maybe uh, – uh, Call Monkey. 
Yeah. Be like, oh. I'm trying to get through, through this. Like, I'm a therapist. I'm now in therapy <laughs> trying to deal with this. So I sent Gary a letter, and that's what I showed Mike Rapport, which is Gary saying, welcome to my world. And that was the was end of it. kind of a funny no – compa- I mean, he's been – you know, if you're looking for sympathy from Gorilla Tooth <laughs> – He's been berated for thirty plus years. Uh, that's, that's what I got from this. You're I, not going to get it. He's you're not, right. That's I, like uh, like a light Monday for him. You, I, I realized that in his response, and he was like, "Welcome, water's fine. Join he, me here." He, he's been he's been his 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 <laughs> life's work. Like I, I said this to him. I said, "Gary, when you die, you got to let your family mourn the way they're going to mourn, of course. <laughs> but then you need a shrine, uh, um, a." Uh, <laughs> That, that sounds really good, man. What is it called? A mausoleum. Yeah. A mausoleum built like a cage where people, fans, can come and mourn you. Because Will he be stuffed there like like a prep? Like, like a- the fans will figure it out. Okay. The fans you know, they will- do that now. They do these sort of these taxidermy preparations of humans. <laughs> Can you imagine a taxidermy of Gorilla Tooth Gary Delabonte? I mean, but but he should have a place where he, he, the family can mourn privately uh, under under an alias, probably. No, but the fans need something, and the fans need a fucking a mausoleum that's cage. designed like a monkey cage. Yeah, 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 for them to just walk by at this like the zoo. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and like throw peanuts in there and banana peels and taunt. And just, have, just have a um, keep the spirit alive, right? And have a, a recording going both, both, exactly. Because <laughs> we're not, you're not going to get any compassion from him. That's like nothing to him. It's true, but I did feel his his note back to me actually made me feel better though. And you he, haven't had any contact since. Acknowledge? Uh, no, I've not had any contact. All right, well, so those guys, man, they're up. And I, when I when I brought this up to Mike. He goes, you want me to get them? You want me to get them? <laughs> he goes, which of those assholes piled on? You got to fight no, fire said, with fire. Said, which of those animals piled on? You got to fight fire with fire with them. That, that's my whole thing with the Stern Show. Like, I'm such a fan of that show. And, like, when I used to listen to it in the 80s and the 90s, and, and you, you, you didn't even know what Howard looked like. Maybe you'd catch a picture of him, uh, like, in a newspaper or something. Like, But hearing it, it was like, what? The hell is going on here? Yeah, it's a fantasy, yeah. Like, what is this? And yeah, like, yeah. and then he's, the screaming and the yelling and the fights. Like, I had never heard. Like, you were like, what is this? Yeah. Are they real? Are they really fighting? And they were so New York. They were like, like they were so New York. And and Gary was so New York, and Stuttering John was so New York <coughs> that it was a. Uh, it was just like it was like literally like 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 Fantasy Island. It's got <laughs> it's got to be fun for you though to be a part of it now, to have been a. Uh, Made an impact. I love it. I love it. I, I, I love being a part of it now, and 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 I, I'm just I'm just a fan. I'm, I'm 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 such a fan. How's your fantasy football team doing this year? Fantasy football team is doing well. I am currently, as we speak, in first place uh, in the really? Howard Stern Fantasy Football. Did, they didn't lead one to believe that on the air the other day when it was brought up. Now, of course, they don't want to do that. They don't want to give me credit. He said, Gary said, in fact, I think he said, now, I might be wrong, but I think he's. I'm, I got to I got to call Brent maybe for some reconnaissance, right? Brent would tell me. No, yeah, no, they yeah, they they, they could Brent. they could verify. Oh, you're going to call? Yeah, ask him. But no, they were trying to downplay it. He was saying what he said was, "Oh, Michael's always in the uh, the lead this time of year, but he hasn't won the ring, and that's a fact." And, and no, he said that he was kicking your ass, and he beat me, and you weren't you weren't responding to the calls. He beat me. Yeah, okay. He did beat All me, right. but right. I am still in first place, and that's the beauty of fantasy football. You truly have no control of it, and that's why I love it. Because it's as, as much as you love winning, the the losing is sort of just as fun in a strange <laughs> way. Do you know what I mean? Well, okay, uh, Alex, what's going on? Hey, Alex. 
Hey, Drew, you live. Um, I have two questions for you. Um, my first one is, um, what kind of therapy you should look for for, um, like the basic addiction, um, factors, like you always say to everybody that has some, like, abuse or has physical abuse or sexual abuse or, you know, so, so emotional. You, you just, you packed about three things in there. So how do you get treatment for addiction? Well, not addiction, but like, you know, the characteristics that you always constantly say with, uh, with the physical abuse and the sexual abuse. How do you get, tre- how do you get treatment for trauma? Yeah, but like, what what title would you look for? You look for somebody with a PhD or a PsyD after their name, or an MD, and mm-hmm. and who I who I who advertises themselves as someone who deals with uh, childhood trauma, and uh, okay. e- things like EMDR or th- those kinds of treatments are very good, and so you want to look for that. Okay, okay. all right. And I have, I have a second question. Yeah, yeah. Um, how come you, you should go on the show named Resume? You should like you're the name. I, would you're think, the I main. believe I was the first guest he ever had. Did I know? Was I not? Yep, you were the first yeah. guest. Yeah, of that no, amazing but, podcast. Uh, <laughs> you should go on the main show of the Water Cooler, and you're the main Bobo Boy. So, Alex, I, that. I love you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll fuck. All right, Alex. Thanks so much. What do I need to do? I need to do please. more podcasts. Hey, come for you, guys? On, you come on our show, Chris. Please go ahead and clip this for use in the next Water Cooler. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so, has your your cough okay? I want to give you a chance to stop talking. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I, I mean, this is just, it's nothing for me, Doc. A little headache every now and then. All that I, coughing is a headache. Shit, it gives me a headache. Yeah, I know. It gives me a headache. It's that everyone... kind of cough too, where where you're you're you got to get this treatment. Listen, I'm not not bullshitting right now. What can happen is those small airways can break down. And you can get emphysema, so you want to get that. I'm going. Open I'm back going up. tomorrow. I'm yeah. going to Doctor Wolf tomorrow. All right, all right. I'm going to see Doctor Wolf the, the tomorrow. The yeast on the on the vocal cords in your mouth and stuff. I know it's a nuisance, but that's a non consequential problem. What I'm hearing down in here can be a consequential problem. I'm so, going. Yeah. I trust me. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. I need New New York doctors too because I've been a little bicoastal. What's going and, on in New York? Well, when I'm just there, I, I had been there for a month and I, I didn't a go. A month. See, I was there for a month. Where do you stay when you're there? I have an apartment. I was supposed to only go for for for. I was supposed to go for two weeks, come back for a week. Anyway, I stayed a month and 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 I should have went to the doctor and I, I don't have my doctors intact like I do uh, in uh, L.A. Where uh, they've got good GI guys in New York City, so you might want to. Look at that. Uh, where's your apartment? On the east mind. side. Like upper near, east side. Near where you lived? Yes. 79th Street. It's exactly where you lived. 77th where I lived. Uh, Two blocks away. And, and all the way east like that or somewhere? All the way east. So like in your- my, my, The apartment that I have now is the same apartment I grew up in. My mother kept it. Oh. She's still alive. Gonna, she's she's in Jersey. She's in Jersey. Um, but you yeah, You could have let me down yeah. that path. Yeah. But 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 so yeah so the Upper East Side which you know which is a, it's good it's very east it's not like Park Avenue it's like York Avenue is it near that mall there's kind of like a mall there in the eighties right mall well there's 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 Bellevue at ninety six or whatever right and then there's and then there's this if you're going down Roosevelt there's like a over like a tunnel yes and isn't that a mall over no, no, no 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 okay. no no but I know what you're talking about yeah but no 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 I mean the, the east side where I live you only go there if you live there there's not it's yeah. not like hot spots yeah there's no shopping you know there's very few like restaurants worth or would, would are worth mentioning um it's it's very residential which is good yeah <laughs> and they just made the second avenue uh train subway yeah it's nice so it's good did, did um <laughs> I was there a couple well, I was there a week ago and um I, there was something different about the Manhattan right now. People seemed angrier, and 
I don't know. Was, the, the neighborhoods were less cohesive. It was just something that I noticed. It was troubling. I don't know. Do, I mean, do, do, in your side, no. No, I mean, I never felt like people in New. I feel like New Yorkers are New Yorkers, and I feel like. You know, people like it has this reputation like people are gruff and rough. I, I I don't think I think people are gruffer and rougher and less friendly here. And and then when I've been in other they're, places, they're less social. They're less social. They're but if social you ask, in New York, but but they're um they're no nonsense. You they're know no I mean? nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, you know, riding the trains and being amongst the people in New York is probably the biggest thing that I miss. Uh, 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 about I, re- I took a train here. I went on a train last last weekend. I know you can take the trains here because I was in New York riding the trains all over the place. I thought, I've got some time Friday night. I've got to meet somebody in Hollywood. I don't ride the train in my own damn town. I'm going to see what this is all about. It was fantastic. But 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 isn't it like you have to take a car to the train? And yes. Get, like, did, but it like, was only a mile away, though. It's not a big deal. But but, but then when, when you got to where you were going on the train, did you have to get picked up or something? I had like? to get an Uber. <laughs> right. So it's so, like a train. Yeah, but at least it's better than – I got you. And by the way, I get, to, I get to leapfrog over all the damn traffic, which right, is driving right, out of my right, mind right, right, The right traffic now. will drive you nuts yeah. here. It's terrible. I just, I just uh, hats off. You guys ever read the train to this uh, yeah, I recommend here? it in Los Angeles. Hell yeah. No, I'm I'm constantly made fun of by my friends for using the train. I When I lived in North Hollywood, I'd take the red line to oh, Hollywood yeah. and downtown. Oh, and I, yeah. If I'm going to San Diego, it's my favorite thing in the world to take that surf liner. Well, it's great. Uh, I, I need to I need to explore. But, uh, you know, the train in New York, you take the train and you're, you're where you need oh, to be. There. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that here. Train by, and by uh, any stretch of the imagination. Pick me up at the train. I know. No. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We have to get an Uber to wherever we're going. Yeah, an Uber to the train. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like you know, you need, it's you know, but it's the, lame. But we're we're, we're getting there. The here. driving in Los Angeles is a is a pain in the ass, man. I, when did you first get here? Shit, I first came out here in 1989. Wow, I was 19. Uh, so what so, were you doing then, mom? I was like, I want to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, I was 19 years old. I don't wow. know what I was doing. Right. I had a job as a messenger. A, a driving that was the way I learned how to drive around the city. But you know there was no um, there was no like, GPS stuff. No, right? I yeah. had a, a Thomas guide. But I learned I learned how to get around. Do you guys know what a Thomas guide is? <laughs> yeah, I had one when right. I first got okay. a car. All right. That's... Yeah, they're 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 good. Yeah, they're, they were great. They're they're good. I mean, they're like you're like looking on the shit and yeah. You know, I mean, it was I'm a, good it's at... a multi-page map. Yes, that, that goes from one quadrant to the next all over the Greater Los Angeles. And once area. you figure it out, it's good. But it's still. So, uh, like, based on like the, the what we have now, yeah, it's you might as well be in like 1876. Oh yeah, it's like you, you use it on a horse. Yeah. Like, so, uh, are you working on anything right now that you're excited about? The only things I'm working on right now is this book has balls. Portraits yep. from the MVP of Talking Trash in terms of promoting it. I got uh, the show on 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 uh, Showtime called White Famous, which I love. It's funny. And we're probably like halfway through the season with Jay Farrow, and and other than that, I'm I am getting towards that point where I'm going to chill a little, chill out a little bit th- the rest of this year. Do you? Would you be out if you weren't chilling? Would you be out doing uh, tryouts and things, doing reading for, for parts? Mm. Is there, or do people just call you and you get? Them? Nah, it's a little bit of both: calling, getting, not getting. But I I know in in, in like February I'm doing um the second season of Atypical, so that's a nice deal. That's good. And and you know I'm Where'd always you film that? Uh, here in L.A. We filmed it last uh, the first season in um the fuck was the name Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita. Ooh. which sounded cool in the beginning like oh That's it's only a half out. hour oh, you're, you're so, lying to yourself oh no, yeah it's out there it's out there yeah yeah and and and, and the driving yeah it's more it's like going to Magic Mountain every day yes except for you're not going to Magic Mountain no 
You're, you, you're dealing with that fire. You're going to Santa Clarita. Yeah, the 14, Palmdale. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but uh, for season two, we're we're, we're shooting it uh, in Los Angeles. Oh, good. Which will be a blessing. Yeah. So everybody will be happy. One of the, um, I don't know, for some reason, <coughs> there's your role as the cop on Louie. Yes. I love that. Thank you. Was that fun for you? So much fun. Yeah. It, it was so much fun. It was very quick. The writing was great. Uh, Louie was great to work with. Um, obviously, there's been a lot with him recently. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, we could talk about it. My, my feelings are this. Obviously, what Louie was doing was completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And, and and obviously, he needs to... And he, listen, he's cop to that. He's cop to that. And, yeah. and I, I have feelings about this. Listen, the people that he was doing... I don't. Can you call them... You got to be so fucking careful nowadays. So let me mind my words. I'm asking this question. Don't ta- If you're taking this out of context... And you're using this, fuck you, and you're probably not going to use this part. But I'm asking Dr. Drew this question. Can you, in, in the Louis C.K. thing, can, are those people considered victims? Are, are like, like, obviously, what he did is unacceptable, but he didn't put his hands on them. Not to say to, to downgrade it or, or lower it, but are they victims? Well, I, it, that's an interesting question. The way you're asking, I've not thought about it. I've not thought about defining victim. So, well, you could be a, like in, in with what's going why, on. There's sexual people, harassment yes. victims. There's obviously there's been some rape. Most victims, people and there's wanna, nothing funny about. I just want to clarify because no, in this day and age, you know, I don't want anybody trying to get me in some kind of shit. Yeah. So, I think mostly the word victim is sort of avoided because it's so pejorative, makes people feel powerless. So you, you say you were a survivor of, or you were the, a survivor of the what? In the case of, of Louis Louis C.K. That was. Uh, Sexual harassment, assault, kind but is of a, doesn't assault mean physical? Yeah, uh, let me think about this. Uh, you know, I'm no expert in, in these kinds of uh, labels and things. All right, well, the, the, it's, 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 it, the point is, I do know what women experience when men do stuff like that. I get it, and, and, I, and I'm not downplaying that. Yeah, and, and so it, it is a what do they call it? A sexual. Uh, Unwanted sexual advance, I think is what they call it. If you, and, and you know, if it's an advance, it's a very strange yeah. thing. And Louis needs to deal with that. Yeah, and, and it, but I'll tell you something. Here's what I've learned. Because Lauren Savannah is a friend of mine. And she's the one that Weinstein did the potted plant thing to. Uh-huh. And, and, and she never – she would tell everyone about it. We heard about it a couple of years ago. But she never said, oh, whoa, it was me. She was like, man, that guy's an asshole. That's somebody did to me. And, and she, though, felt she had to speak up more – specifically about it because other women had been attacked by him in various ways. Right. And she wanted them to feel supported, right? Right. All right. And, and her experience, because she she really actually helped me. The, the idea is to empathize with what women go through when they're in these situations. Yes. And and they do a lot of – they have a lot of feelings that we don't have as men. <clears throat> the, I imagine. First thing they feel is the guy's 300 pounds, I'm 85 pounds. Oh, right. Oh, crap. Scared. Number one. Number two, there's a freeze response that people go through through when they're in these sort of overwhelming situations, which is really it's it's a it's a helplessness that is very traumatic when right. you freeze. Right. Then there is the what the hell's going on here, right? So I'm trying to figure it out. I can't I, I don't understand because I'm not a man. I don't. What is he doing? I, I don't get it. And then this is the part that women do that that's interesting is they they blame themselves. They immediately go into, how did I do this? Why did I get myself here? What's he thinking? I must have done something, which to me is a, a sad it's – it's kind of a shame. Uh-huh. So that's the kind of stuff they feel when they're in these situations, right? So it, it's a little – it's a bigger experience than as a man who might take the guy and punch him, uh-huh. right? That's sort uh-huh. of our instinct. We, uh-huh. we physically get aggressive. Uh-huh. They have this whole internalized experience that is, is pretty nasty. I got that. Okay? I got so that. So that, that's what I kind of – 
identify with and I, and I want people to be aware of. And that's where this is, a, for all of us, a grow, potentially growing experience to, I, to attune to all that. I totally agree. Yeah. The, the, and and, and, and I, I get that and all that stuff. The thing that since it, it came out, whatever day it was last week. This is about Louie now. About, in regards yeah. to Louie. Yeah. That is management. His agents, I know. his PR people, I know. Yeah. fuck you, we're dropping you. I know. I, no I compassion, troubled. no nothing. Yeah. And, and like, oh, what about the, the victims? Okay, the, that's, they're two separate things. You, yeah. If you're not representing the victim, like, it's just like, fuck you, we're, we're, we're done with you, and all that stuff. The other thing that bothered me... Well, they, they, because then the judge and jury is... Uh, uh, there's no court, there's no well, due what process. what about this guy should get help? Yeah. Should he be, you know... Louis? There's, yeah, like, what, yeah, what about he should get help? What about like you know? What about he sh- he can he can, you know like there, there's you shouldn't be a part of show business anymore because you guys are all so great. You're all so holier than now. This business, Doctor Drew, yeah. we know what the fuck kind of people. The same kind of people are that are in this business are in every other business. Like I think also like people look at this business like oh that's Hollywood. Like this is just a microcosm for the world yeah. in terms of this sexual assault, sexual abuse stuff. And it's like and this is just a microcosm. Like they'll be like oh those Hollywood leftists, snowflakes. It's like no. You know, it, it, it's the th- but w- the, one of the things that's bothered me from the backlash, and, and, mm. I, and I'm not necessarily defending Louis because I, I can't defend what he no, did. We're not, you're not defending it. You're, you're wondering whether the consequence was appropriate. The consequence, and, and you know, that's short term. You know, it's like uh, you know, who's to see long term what it'll be? I think that Louis will be back, um, specifically him. The th- one of the things that's bothered me is other comedians. Big-time comedians have come out, men, who he's worked with, who he's been on their shows, and, like, commented on it. And I'm like, yo, as a guy, he's fucked up. He already fucked up. You know him. He's worked to do, not worked to do, whatever. But, like, why are you jumping on Twitter and to comment on his apology? First of all, I thought his apology, like, what, what's the perfect apology for something like this? Yeah. Nobody has it. Even if you, Dr. Drew, scripted it and the best writers in Hollywood scripted it, there's not a perfect apology. So it's like you do something that's fucked up. You have behavior for years that's fucked up. You apologize the best you can, and then the apology is torn apart. By, by not even the, – the thing that's crazy, the apologies are torn apart by the people that aren't even the victims like it's like like the, just that holier than now thing across you, the board but but in my culture like i'm an actor i'm part of this business like yo you motherfuckers are not holier than now none of you motherfuckers are none of us are out here and that's the thing it's hubris what does that mean it means you feel elevated above that person and you sit in judgment and you're going to tell him how to behave. Let him go, man. Like, leave him be. You're, you're dudes. You're other comedians. He's worked with you. You've worked on his show. And I'm not going to name names. It's on Twitter. Let this motherfucker, let him suffer. Let him be. You don't need to jump on it. Now, I think a lot of the... Um... That's just me with that thing. Like, because I, 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 I see, I have the compassion, of course, for the victims, but I'm also like... Yo, what are you going to do with this guy? You like he should go to jail? Like be, you're well, so I think the, you're the so way, up in arms about this. What about when Eric Garner was killed? Yeah, in Brooklyn for selling cigarettes, choked to death, uh, saying I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Were you as offended by that? Because this has been going on for a, a long time. Like the tweeting and the hashtags, it's been going on. It's like what about Eric Garner? Because that specific case. I mean, there's so many different cases, but that specific thing that happened with Eric Garner really had an effect on me and i'm like 
Did that bother you more than Louis C.K.? Not that you could compare. Like what he did is disgusting. It's 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 not a tragedy. But it, it's but the point is people don't stop until there's actual blood, until there's somebody's head's chopped off. It's I know like very much like the French Revolution. Now, in the case of uh, all Louis's people, <coughs> I think they were advised by attorneys. I'm sure they I, were. I think that's attorney stuff. I, I'm not so sure that I, I think they also all should have apologized, right? Don't you think? Some no, because should. they shouldn't apologize. They're representing them. They might have. They might have heard. You don't know for sure. I, I mean, well, why they, should they, they apologize? Knew. If they knew, they should apologize. Or, or if they didn't act in a manner which they feel they should have, they should go. You know what? I wish I'd done that. I hadn't. I apologize. And, listen, Louis the model. Let, let, that was a good apology. It's a nice. That maybe the apology wasn't perfect, but the behavior was good. I, I uh, agree. Standing up and saying, "I did this. I did I, it right I, away." I, something's and, wrong with me, and that's that. I, I, I just but, think let's like keep moving. Let's get some treatment. You know exactly. Like and then you know or not. I'm not sure he needs treatment. He just needs to stop doing this. He needs to really and make amends for it. That's it. And and also the the fact that Twitter has become. There was another actor that came out today. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I believe he was a gay actor. He was in the movie Mean Girls. And the reason I'm saying gay actor is because. He he said that Bijou Phillips and other actors, oh, yeah. um, um, you know, body shamed him and made homophobic comics um, when they did a movie close to twenty years ago. Yeah, and, and 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 he has a right to do that. But but my question to him would be: Before you wrote your Facebook post, did you try to reach out to Bijou, Bijou and tell her that that you know the, that this happened? A reminder and maybe give her a chance to articulate. I apologize. You know what? I do remember that I was fucked up. Like, why go to Facebook? I'm sure you could get in touch with Bijou Phillips. Be- because there's something gratifying about being part of a mob right I don't now. like it. It's not I believe good. his name is Daniel Francesi. And, 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 it and, and it's not disrespecting, but it's good. like, why don't you get in contact with Bijou and be like, yo, that shit you did was fucked up. And then she would most likely, because I know, I know her a little bit, and I know she's had her own struggles, and she's come a long way. And I haven't spoken to her in fucking 15 years, but I, I keep an eye on her. And I see what she's doing. She'd probably go, you know what? I was fucked up. I apologize. Instead of publicly shaming her for your fucking five seconds of mob fame. Now, I know I'm saying this. This is risky, and I hope people don't take this out of context, but that's what's bothering me about these things. Not the physical rapes and putting your hands on somebody, because there's no, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for that. It's it's this shit, and it's it's the other actors and the other celebrities jumping in and joining in. And I'm just like, like, fucking call the motherfucker up. Go to their job. Like confront him. It's not like a fight. Like say something about it. Like don't write a Facebook post about it. Do something. You know, like were you trying to shame Bijou Phillips, who I believe is a mom now? Like what do you, what what what? How does that help you? You're like, oh, he's another victim, and then maybe you'll go on a talk show? Because we also got to look at, we're, we're talking about actors and actresses. Yeah. We're talking about actors and actresses. Performers, and yeah. We're all fucking narcissistic. We love attention. We love sharing our story. We love our two cents. All of us. I don't care if it's Johnny Depp who's reluctant and mumbling, or Marlon Brando with his reluctant mumbling shit, because when he passed, he had put it all on t- We all like to share our story. All I would say is be very careful. I would just look at history. Look at what happened in the French Revolution. Eventually, even the guys that are in the right get their heads cut off too. Everybody just, it just starts eating itself. And I feel like we're in that mode. Where you know people are just just the the guy that's holier than thou and and uh, expressing righteous indignation is is the victim of the mob tomorrow, right? You know you know what I mean? It's it's really it's concerning, and all of it is without any due process. It's None. all just it's just 
Yeah. I could walk out of here. Dr. Drew could say to them all, you know, Rappaport, he had an ulcerative colitis flare-up. He didn't even ask for the bathroom. Boom, I look, turn back the next day. He's shit over the floor. shit in the corner. It's, it's Corolla terrible. comes in here, and I'm saying, I didn't do it. And everybody's like, well, he was the last one in there. Like, he's, you, you look, post it, you don't even call me. You blood don't... in this diary. Of course yeah, it's the guy with the ulcerative colitis. I didn't do it, and then boom. Let's take a quick call here. This is uh, Jason. You had a question. Go ahead, Jason. Jason in Australia. Yeah, good day. How are you? In Australia. What's going on there? <laughs> oh, not too much, Drew. I've I got to thank you, Drew. Yeah. Because? <laughs> because um, because um, listening to uh, you on, firstly on Adam Carolla and then, uh, and then uh, you know, on your own podcast, um, you actually made me aware of the dangers of benzodiazepines. Good. Um, specifically... Specifically, Xanax, mm. which uh, which uh, I had been on for eight years. Oh boy! Um, after being t- after being told it was harmless, uh. and uh, the physician that ga- the physician that gave it to me said she even took it herself. Oh, that's that's great. <laughs> that's that, that's often the way it goes. And, uh, is uh, physicians are addicted to something or offering the same to their patients, but whatever. All right, good times. Anyway, yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it, big style. So, um. So uh, I, I, I think I went into uh, what you call the tolerance withdrawal. Sure. Um, but I only ever, I, I think I was a bit of a unique case because um, I only ever took a, uh, a half of what the recommended dose was, which was the 0.25. Good. I took half of that good. every other day. Oh, well, that's for, not so bad. For, that, that's not bad. Years. Yeah, that's not bad, but good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but then uh, at one stage, I, I, I noticed that... Uh, the anxiety, which is not why I got it in the first place, I got it for uh, instead of a uh, instead of a, a, a different drug for for a dental surgery. Hmm. <laughs> that was recommended to me instead. But uh, then uh, they told me I had anxiety, so I uh, just take more of these things, right? But uh, then I realised that um, um, uh, towards the end, oh, this, this half probably didn't didn't make me feel any better, and I took a bit more, and then I realised I was getting you know these things were. It wasn't helping, uh, and then I'd, I just happened to hear your podcast and went, "I better look into this." And then, holy crap, I, I looked into it and went, "Ah, oh, now I know. Now I know. You know what's going on here? I'm mad anxiety. It's just chasing the dragon." Well, it could be, um, but, but there, listen, but, uh, whether whether it's a, a anxiety or some post acute withdrawal or whatever, there's a medicine called Neurontin. Uh, or gabapentin, yeah, right. They can be very helpful yeah. with both. So you might want to talk to somebody about that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, dro- I dropped off sixteen months ago. I just, oh, um, so okay. Uh, I said I'm going to stop. I, I, yeah, I said I'm going to stop it. So I heard your thing, and I went, "That's it." That same day, I went, "Oh, I'm off. That's it, done." Uh, and uh, and uh, and then I also read that you're not supposed to just stop it. Yeah. So I went and told the doctor, and he goes, "No, just stop it." And, uh, so well, you're on, did, you're on a low uh, enough dose uh, that you uh, you're on a low enough dose you can just stop. But he should have covered you with something like Neurontin or something. Anyway, listen, we got to get going, Jason. How can I help? Is something else going on? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. How long? How long? How long? How long does it take? So that was 16 months ago, and uh, I haven't slept well since. 
What's going on? Yeah, How 16 months is, is longer than withdrawal. <laughs> maximum withdrawal is 12 months, really. I mean, some people complain they that they see stuff for up to two years, but I, I don't really believe that for the short-acting drugs like Xanax. Again, maybe you have some underlying condition here, or maybe you have sensitized your brain in some way because of the prolonged exposure. I, I don't know. But in either case, I mean, you deserve <clears throat> some sort of relief here. And again, that the medicines like Neurontin are not addictive, no tolerance, and can be very effective both with anxiety and with post-acute withdrawal. So why not get your hands on something like that and try some maybe some melatonin for sleep? You ever take anything for sleep? Yeah, melatonin is good. Melatonin works like like crazy for me, and for some people, they're very they can't work very good, and it has no real significant side effects. I like so. melatonin. Yeah, I don't. A, I don't play with. I'm gonna tell you I, something. If I get a milligram, I'm like, poof. Yeah, yeah, I like. I like. I like melatonin. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't fuck around with drugs. Good. Like, I mean, I do my 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 medical drugs, but like, yeah. I've never done cocaine substances. Yeah, I've never. The only thing I've ever done is smoke weed. Recently, that, since it's gotten powerful. I haven't smoked that much weed. I smoked weed about a few weeks ago, but I haven't smoked that much weed in the last three, four months because of my bronchial stuff. Yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah, but-, but Did but, you ever smoke cigarettes? Hell no. No, good. Cigarettes. I'm just saying. You live in New York, Upper East Side. Of- cigarettes. <laughs> Fucking cigarettes, man. Cigarettes? Who the- I think that's insane. Don't you think do that's too. crazy now if yeah. you start smoking cigarettes? Yes. Now, you're fucking nuts. Yeah, I know. Like, you got to be nuts to start smoking cigarettes now. Cigarettes? Like, I never thought about... I was going to be in the NBA, Doc. I was going to be a fucking cigarette. What happened? Didn't work out for me. They don't have that six foot three slow, <laughs> super slow Jews. Like, even other Jews are like, you are slow. Those aren't in the NBA. I mean, you're slow. For, like, you make Jews look bad. Like, you're slow. Mike, we, I appreciate you being here. I really do. It was a pleasure being on your podcast. I can't uh, wait. Dropping it this week. All right. So you look for his podcast. You can get it where? At your website? I yeah, am Everywhere. Rapport. The I Am Rapport Terry. This ain't about me. This is about the good doctor, Dr. Drew. I got a, I got a, a little, uh, uh, what is it called? You, you took out the stethoscope. Yeah. We got to work on that lower left flow, man. That is I'm not I'm going to see good. Dr. Wolf tomorrow. Good. Uh, it, and you, you're you going to hold him to this as assistant? I mean, you're, say, is, are you taking a oh. picture or are you going to take a video? I was going to take some video. Take I'm a video of him saying that. Yeah. I am going to go see the doctor tomorrow. because I Say it again. The I'm going to go see the doctor tomorrow. I'm, okay. I promise. I'm pulmonologist. You're going to see the pulmonologist. You're going to get your bronchiectasis taken care of, right? I just, I just feel bad that you, you've openly said in public that you feel like if <laughs> we you were my out. doctor, we would uh, no longer be friends and you would soon not be my doctor. Like you could see the end coming with that. That's the thing that, that well, upsets me. I thought at least like I, I, I'd sacrifice one. Like we won't be friends. Well, I want to be your doctor. friend, number one. And so I don't really want to give that up. And, and number two, you get frustrated with physicians, and I'd rather not sacrifice both. I, by putting I have reason to get frustrated with I know, physicians. I understand it. I, 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 you, for for twenty something years, I was nice. Okay, okay. Fuck you, doc. That's what I tell them. That's not. Fucking, that's I'm not do- the. I don't want to be the object of all that. No, I understand that. But you know what? I'm like, fuck you, doc. I know. Uh, you know, fuck you. I get it. I'm fucking suffering over yeah, here. I, know, I shat I see the it. bed last night. Last night? No, I'm saying that I've oh, had you've to tell done that. You've done that. Give me. I shat my fucking bed. You go, oh, well, we'll wait for me to call you the results, the test results. What test results do you need? I shat the bed, Doc. We got to get that acetyl switched to something else. We do. There's got to be something less expensive. I had no idea it was that expensive. $1,300 a month. Oh, there is a generic. I know. I've asked. He said he takes the generic. It's 1300 bucks. The generic. Gary? Ouch. Yeah, right. Ouch is if he doesn't take the medicine. Trust me. You got a hookup, Gary? No, but I'll keep an ear out for you, man. No bullshit. No, no. I got my ear to the ground. Thanks. 
All right. I, I demand everyone go watch I Am Rappaport. Uh, listen to I Am Rappaport. Go to the website. The Twitter is at Michael Rappaport. Yes. Uh, can we get those those great uh, T-shirts that he's are you wearing yes. right now? Butter look, soft. Look, look, he's but, coming right yes. now. Yes, yeah, butter soft. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast T-shirts. I'm going to get you, Doc, because I think it'll fit you good. Uh, you fuck you, butter soft. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. <laughs> can I wear t-shirt. that public? Yeah, it's spelled, spelled U F U. Oh, you were wearing that. You were wearing that last time I was at your house. You yeah. fuck you. I, and the the quality of these shirts are awesome. Oh, butter the soft. Yeah, I mean, they really are. Stereo what Podcast. Homeboys wearing right I here. know. I wear them all the time too. I wear I, mine all the time. Yeah. So I want more of those too. So got you, Doc. All right, we're done. I'm Rapport. Check it out. Thank you all. We'll see you next time. For call-in times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com.